At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Chicago City Cast with Danny Burke. Presented by Bet Rivers. What is going on, folks? Welcome to it. It is time for another edition of the Chicago City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Danny Burke, your host here, present as always, ready to talk all things and anything Chicago sports related. And, well, today specifically, you know, we got a rifle through the baseball action. We've got a day game with the White Sox looking to finally overcome the Blue Jays. I don't think it's going to be a good opportunity today for them to do just that, but I'll tell you why momentarily. Further along, we got the Cubbies tonight. Keegan Thompson, who has been, you know, knock on wood, rock solid for this Cubs team. But can he continue that against the rivals, the St. Louis Cardinals? So we'll get into that handicap as well. Second part of the episode, like we've been doing throughout the postseason action, talking all things hockey and basketball throughout the playoffs. And I'm, again, naturally, as I have been, really excited to get into the NHL series because... Now that we have gotten past game one, I think there are some good plays that you can get some slight plus money toward and that we kind of like I talk about configure in your head. This is what I configured and now I'm going to pull the trigger in those regards. So looking forward to that, looking forward to talking about the bets that I made on Monday for the NBA Finals is game one we have to look forward to tonight. So plenty to discuss here on the CityCast. Let's go ahead and start on the diamond. Let's get that day game out of the way, being the White Sox and Blue Jays. Now, hopefully you're hearing this before first pitch comes through, 2.07 p.m. Central Time. Don't ask me why it's 2.07, but that's what the websites are telling me. 
And the White Sox, again, as we know and have just really stated pretty much and just, I guess, also assumed, have not been doing too well against the Blue Jays. They lost the first two games. We capitalized on their first loss and bet Toronto about minus 164, and that line got up to almost $2. But the Blue Jays held on. They won 6-5, to five, and then yesterday they won 7-3 to three against Michael Kopech. Now, tonight... If you're a Sox fan, I don't know if you're feeling too confident because you're throwing Johnny Cueto out there. Yes, 10 years ago, that would have been an outstanding guy to back in this situation. But look, Johnny Cueto is obviously a tad bit over the hill. And I'm not going to lie, he's actually done fairly well in the minimal starts that he's had with the White Sox, given you know the circumstances. But it probably seems like there's some regression in the near future. Now, he's 0-1. He's got a 2.41 ERA. 2.77 FIP, so you're like, Danny, where the hell is the regression? Well, it's a Sierra, 4.41. You had to figure there was going to be some spot where it's like, all right, this seems a little too good to be true with Johnny Cueto. Now, he hasn't given up a home run, and he's got a respectable whip of 1.29. And on the road, he has yet to let up a run. He's gone 12 innings, 224 Woba, and 2.14 FIP on the road. So again, Danny... Why do you hate Cueto so much? I don't hate him. I got nothing against him. I just think if there's a time for him to regress, it seemed inevitable at some point. Probably going to happen against the Blue Jays, okay? And the White Sox, well, I don't think they're going to have a good opportunity to thrive offensively themselves. They're going against a righty, and not just any righty. They're going against Alec Manoa, who has been, speaking of rock solid, just that even more so for the Blue Jays this year. He's got a record of 5-1, and one, an ERA of 1.77, a FIP of 3.14, a WHIP of 0.91, and his Sierra is 3.42. Looking at his home splits, 1.33 ERA, 2.28 WOBA, 288 FIP. So Manoa has been rock solid. What about the batting splits? You know how bad the White Sox have been against righties, but just to kind of, um, I guess, recite it for you, their OPS is 627, their BABIP is 270, their WOBA is 280, and their WRC Plus is 83. That number, the average is 100, so yeah, 17 points below the average mark. Not great. Toronto, how about them versus righties? 705 OPS, not great, but better than the Sox. 277 Babbitt, again, not great, but better than the Sox. 311 Woba, that's fairly good. And a 101 WRC+, plus, so they're right above average against righties altogether. But if you want to even go further for the Blue Jays at home versus righties, now's where you see a little bit more dominance. There they post a 742 OPS, 295 Babbitt, 327 Woba, and a 108 WRC+. Plus. So advantage in pitching, probably Manoa. Advantage in hitting, definitely Toronto. What do I make the line for this game? Well, if we factor all that in, we know also that the White Sox bullpen has not been the most reliable, and the Blue Jays bullpen is, it's fine. Gets the job done for the most part. What would I make this line? And then what did the books make it? What did Bet Rivers make it? So I'll let you kind of think about it for a second. Just take all that information in and, you know, put a guess to what you think it should be. All right. I got Toronto minus 170 is my number. The White Sox plus 150. 
the total set at eight. Now, I'm curious what you listening would think about that because I'm I'm wondering if you're like, no, they should be a bigger favorite or wow, you're really giving disrespect to the White Sox. And if you have the argument that they should be a bigger favorite, I think you're on the right side of that. That's where I would lean more toward as opposed to giving the White Sox more credit. How would you give the White Sox more credit? They can't hit righties, they can't beat the Blue Jays, and you can't trust Johnny Cueto in my opinion. And Alec Manoa has been an absolute machine. So yeah, I think it's warranted for Toronto to open up minus 170 and probably have some steam go their way. Um, if I was looking at the run line, I'd probably open it. it could just, I'm just doing this now because, you know, you're probably not going to want to lay that much chalk. I would open the run line, I don't know, plus 110 or something like that, and I think that would be worth a play. We'll get into that momentarily. But what did the actual line open at? So, Bet Rivers, kind of on the right track as me. They have Toronto minus 179, and they have the White Sox plus 155. So, I was off by nine cents for the Blue Jays where they opened, and the White Sox five cents. But I was spot on with the total, opened it at eight. I actually, like, I was contemplating going eight and a half because I could see the Blue Jays almost doing enough, like getting like six runs and the White Sox getting two or three to help it get over. I would probably bet the over, and you know what? There has been some steam to the over because now it's eight and a half at Bet Rivers. But by the way, the other updated numbers has Toronto minus 200. So yeah, a 21 cent move from Bet Rivers' initial opening line. The White Sox now plus 170. The run line for the White Sox, minus 125 if you want to take the run in the hook. But if you want to lay it with Toronto, plus 106. And again, that totals up to 8.5. A little bit of juice to the under, minus 115. I'm playing the run line here. Blue Jays have had their number. Manoa has been really sound. And not has he just been sound, but you're going against a team that is abysmal hitting righties. And you yourself, being Toronto, are a team that hits righties fine, but even better at home. And a good opportunity, potentially, against an aging Johnny Cueto where signs of regression could be imminent. If you're looking at his Sierra, and if you just know really where he's at in his career. Like, no, he's not as bad as Dallas Keuchel. I don't think most people are. But, you know, Johnny Cueto's not the guy I don't think you want to trust to back the White Sox with. Like yesterday with Kopech, that would have made more sense, even though it didn't come through. Again, that would have seemed like the spot to trust Chicago, but not tonight. So give me the Blue Jays on the run line for an afternoon play. Sorry, White Sox, fading you again. I would consider over five and a half runs for Toronto. I, I wouldn't want to lay a price, but if you like team totals, it seems like this could be a night where Toronto's gonna gonna contribute offensively. And if you don't want to, have to rely on the White Sox to score and get total over eight and a half. That would be my thought process. But if you do get the total at eight or you pay more for eight, again, I think it goes over that. So yeah, if you want to get involved with the total, that would be my lean. But official play over, excuse me, official play Toronto Blue Jays run line plus 106. And I believe that's the best number in the state of Illinois as well. Speaking of the state of Illinois, what about a baseball game occurring here around the friendly confines? The Cubbies taking on their arch rival, the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cardinals have won their last four out of five games, and the Cubs have won their last two versus Milwaukee, both 
have been by one run, and man, both have been very exciting to say the least. How about Christopher Morrell, baby? The dude has been a stud. You love to see it. Brings energy to the table. Got the walk-off last night. Morrell has been a blast and just a bottle of excitement, right? Like, he's just been a big spark to this team and to this offense. And it's been great to see. You love it. You love that kind of energy at Wrigley Field. That's what you need to really ignite some kind of momentum, even in little games like that. And it's not a little game, but I mean just a random game like that. So, yeah, love to see that. What can the Cubbies do tonight, though? I think this one starts at about 7.05 p.m. Central Time. Keegan Thompson is starting for your Chicago Cubs. And Keegan Thompson has converted into quite the fine starting pitcher. He is 5-0, 1.58 ERA, 1.03 whip, 3.49 FIP, and a Sierra of 3.40. At Wrigley, he's got an ERA of 1.09, a WOBA of 244, and a FIP of 2.66. He has been amazing at Wrigley Field up to this point. And I don't want to jinx him here. Again, you know, knock on wood, but there's really no concerning stat at this point for Thompson. And it's not that I'm saying he's perfect, but there's not any underlying metric where you're like, ah, you know, I don't know if I can really trust him here. I feel like you can't. At least at Wrigley Field, because on the road, he does have a FIP of 4.84. So I guess that would be concerning. But for this particular spot at home, not so much. The only issue with backing him is trusting this Cubs offense. But Keegan Thompson, again, has been getting the job done. He's 4-0 in his last four first five money lines. For the Cubs, they've been taking care of business when he starts, even against the White Sox. So you like to see that. All right, St. Louis, they're throwing out Matthew Libertor, and he's a lefty. Not much action, only a couple games, but he's 1-0 with a 372 ERA, 145 whip, 418 FIP, 466 walks per nine innings. That's a lot. 468 Sierra, that is concern. Again, he's only pitched two games, one against Milwaukee, uh, that was the most recent one when five innings pitched, allowed just two hits and no earned runs. At Pittsburgh was his Major League Baseball debut. Not a great debut. 4.2 innings pitched, seven hits, and four earned runs. The Cubs do hit slightly better versus Southpaw. 726 OPS, 294 BABIP, 320 WOBA, and a 103 WRC+. Now the Cardinals crush lefties, and I mean crush. And against righties, eh, not so much. I mean, they're fine, but nowhere near as dominant as they have been going against lefties. But against righties, here are the numbers for the cards. 696 OPS, 287 BABIP, 309 WOBA, 101 WRC+. Bullpen-wise, they're fairly similar. Cubs have a 3.80 ERA, St. Louis has a 3.70. Now, where do I make the line for this? The Cardinals are the better team, that's understood, but the pitching matchup advantage goes to the Cubs. The hitting situation, ever so slightly, goes, I guess, to the Cubs. Although, obviously, there's more talent on St. Louis, doesn't mean that they have the advantage in every situation. So I actually make this a pick em, believe it or not, because of Keegan Thompson going against Libertor. That's the main thing. I make this a pick em, minus 110 each way, total at 8.5. 
Bet Rivers also made it a pick em, but minus 108 each way, total also at 8.5. But you know what? I'm not interested in betting this full game. I'm actually going to look at the first five. I don't want to have to let the Cardinals get more batting opportunities against his Cubs bullpen that I'm still not fully putting stock in. They've been good, don't get me wrong, but they haven't been great, especially as of late. And the more the more at-bats the Cardinals get, of course, the more chances they have to win because they do have better bats than the Cubs right now. So that's why I just want to cut this bet in half and solely focus on the first five. I'm actually going to bet the Cubs' first five money line here, minus 105. That's what I got. I'd probably play it up to minus 110, wouldn't try to go any more than that. Because again, remember who you're trusting here. But I do like Keegan Thompson in this spot. 4-0 in his last four first five money lines. Libertor, who the hell knows what to expect. He's a lefty. Cubs doing better against lefties. They've been doing better when Keegan Thompson takes the bump. And let's hope that persists this evening. So give me the Cubs. First five money line. Minus 105. And the Blue Jays on the run line for that afternoon game against the White Sox. Toronto plus 106. That's what I got for Chicago baseball action today, folks. Quick break coming up, and then we'll bring it back where I've got plenty to share for the Stanley Cup postseason, game by game, series by series, and game one of the NBA Finals. Let's finally begin. Seems like it's been forever. Man, you've been depriving us of action on the hardwood, but not tonight. We got to look forward to it, and we will bet it, and we'll discuss it next right here on the Chicago CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. Baseball is here and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every single Saturday throughout the entire season. Place a three-leg, same-game parlay of at least $25 and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to help you make your perfect combination. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the Bet Rivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Dot com. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. Must be 21 years of age or older. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. It's 1-800-426-2537. Alrighty, back in the mix here on the Chicago City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Of course, I'm Danny Burke, your host. And remember, you can always follow along on the tweets at Danny Burke. Five. Let's get on to the ice. Game two, Colorado Edmonton. What the heck are we doing for this game and what the heck are we doing for this series? Well, let me tell you what we're doing for this series. If you recall, when we were talking on Tuesday, I'm looking at this game and I'm going, you know, Colorado probably wins. I don't want to bet it individually. I don't want to bet anything in this series, but if I was going to bet a series wager if I was going to do any of them I was looking at over five and a half games the price was like minus 132 or minus 133 I think it was minus 132 but I digress I didn't want to lay that much and you know what if that was the only opportunity to do it I wouldn't have been opposed to it but again we talk about just imagining these situations in your mind to see if you could get a better number and in that particular spot I figured Colorado would win game one and that we could get a better number and then capitalize off of it because Colorado was minus 250 on the series price. 
So if they went and won game one, which they did, that would mean the under five and a half games played in this series, meaning a sweep or them to win in five, would have a better chance of occurring since the favorite team already won game one. So I was guessing that then the over five and a half would go to maybe like even money. Well, lo and behold, the Avalanche do win. Quite the high-scoring battle. And now the price for over five and a half games at Bet Rivers went to plus 105. That's right. I was close. Five cents off. But the philosophy, the first part of it, I guess you could say, has come to fruition. So with that being said, I did bet over five and a half games at plus 105. You saw how volatile this series could be. This could be very reminiscent of the Oilers and Flames. I mean, game one, Edmonton was horrific. They pulled Mike Smith. They lost, but then they capitalized on the rest of the series. Okay? And I'm not saying they're going to do that against Colorado, but, you know, Kemper's not a great goalie. We've discussed this. Mike Smith is not a great goalie. We know this. Francois could be starting instead of Kemper. I kind of got to double check on that, actually. But then you got your backup. And even if you didn't have your backup in, I guess the availability is unclear, by the way. I, there's not really anything very recent. But again, even if you don't have Kemper, or even if you do have Kemper, rather, that doesn't boast any confidence in me trusting Colorado. Hell no. If you're getting a bunch of goals like that, that opens the door for any team to win. The underdog is absolutely live. Now, Koskinen came in and only allowed one goal in 32 minutes. What the hell do you do? I thought you should be starting Koskinen regardless, but obviously Mike Smith, tip your cap, took care of business against the Flames. So I get why you rode with him, but do you ride with him now? I don't know. By the way, this game, minus 186 Colorado, plus 155 for game two on Edmonton. Totals at seven and a half now. Overs plus 112, unders minus a buck 32. I'm just, I wouldn't bet unders. I don't care how high it gets. It's either over or stay away or just in play. If it gets off to a slow start, live bet it, get, get a better number. That's what I would do. By the way, the updated series prices, Oilers 4-1, to one, Avalanche minus three, uh, 530. If you like the Oilers before the series, take them or even throw a half unit on it, quarter unit, whatever. Great value. You saw what happened in game one. They could have tied that thing up. The empty netter made it a two-goal uh, two win. There's uncertainty with both goalies. Both offenses are great. The Avalanche have not been stable. And you're going to give me 4-1? to one? Yeah, I took a flyer on that. I did. I threw a little bit of chump change on it. If the Oilers win this game, folks, these odds will shift incredibly. Like, I, it could be like 6, well, more than 650, you would think, based on 250 up to 530. I, I'm looking forward to betting the Oilers at home, honestly. We'll see the status of Darcy Kemper. But Edmonton is very, very juicy. Now, if you think the Avalanche do win this game, then you'll get even a better number on Edmonton, and you can wait a little bit, sure. But the one I definitely want to bet and did bet was the over 5.5 games plus 105. Count me in for that. By the way, the Oilers catching 2.5 games is minus 114. That's insane. You would think it would be a higher price. The Avalanche minus two and a half games minus 109. Hell no, I'm not touching that. I would take two and a half for sure over minus two and a half. But yeah, give me over five and a half games. We got the better price. I think Edmonton can at least get one. 
So I think you book that in and then give them a really good opportunity to get that too. And they're giving me plus money to bank on that. So I'll root for Edmonton tonight. I'll root for Edmonton to get one at home. And then I <laughs> we're going to be looking pretty, pretty good in my opinion. All right. So over five and a half games, plus 105, I'll take that. Give me that for the Edmonton and Colorado series. Tonight, yeah, I guess you got to give the slight lean to Edmonton, right? If it's Franco's for sure. And even if it's not, again, Kemper could be banged up. And Kemper, you just don't trust a guy. I kind of want to see Edmonton win. I wasn't, I wasn't pro Edmonton because I was salty about the Flames losing, but... You know we're salty about the Avalanche, too. We're salty about a lot of teams right now. Not a good thing. Um, but in all seriousness, yeah, I think it would be kind of sick if Edmonton got through. Good for you, Edmonton. Keep it up. Keep fighting. Get a dub. Make it a series. Make it a long one. Let's cash her over five and a half games. Tampa Bay, New York, what do we do here? You know, I'm beating myself up here because I gave out a play under five and a half last night on Rush Hour. And, I, you know, I was telling myself this whole time kind of leading into it, and especially in hockey, I'm like, I don't want to get involved in game ones. Don't want to do it, even the total. And as great as these goalies have been, there was something in the back of my mind where it was like, I don't know if you should bet the under. But I'm telling you, like, I really did like the under, but I felt like I forced it. And look, this is, it's an ever-learning process, the business of sports betting for everybody. Right, I'm learning new things every day. I'm teaching myself new lessons. And this is one that just is getting instilled in me even more so that if you're not absolutely fully in, don't force it. And I kind of did that last night. And so apologies if you tailed on that one. And I'm not saying again that I wasn't like very strongly on that side because I was in a lot of respectable betters and the market was completely on the side of the under. But it's like I did have some trepidation because it was game one and just because the Rangers just played, the Lightning haven't played for a while. So, again, that's something that I got to be better at, not trying to force it in just because it's a bigger game. Again, I liked it, but, you know, I I probably shouldn't have forced it out there more so. And I'm not saying that I was just like throwing a shot in the dark. Like, I really did like it. But, again, there were reasons to be hesitant about it. So I got to improve in that facet. And I will, that's for sure. Like I, I that and you know what, you gotta make those mistakes to learn. I mean, that's life, but that's sports betting absolutely. I mean, that's everything. So I shouldn't have gotten involved in it. Regardless, I still had the strong lean and I was off. But yeah, I took the under five and a half. The Rangers got there themselves and scored six. I mean, I don't think anyone saw that coming per se, but hey, look, Vasilevsky was struggling. The Lightning were struggling. I don't think that persists. I do not think that persists. I was 50-50 on game one. I did lean Tampa Bay. I didn't bet them. Just did the under. But the rest versus Russ was a legit thing. And the momentum with the Rangers having just played, having just won the series, that clearly carried over with a team that's been better at home. Tampa Bay needed to get, you know, a little bit of ground under their feet, a little bit of ice under their feet, whatever the hell you want to call it. So I think that game, it's like, all right, you got this championship pedigree squad with Tampa Bay, experience, discipline, dominance, great goaltending, all of that. You put game one in the rearview mirror, you focus on game two like you did against Toronto after you got blown out, and then you go out and win the series. So again, we talk about configuring things in your head. I didn't do this one as much because I did like the lightning in the game a little bit more. Again, I didn't bet it. I'm not saying I bet it, but I was like, I kind of think Tampa Bay wins, 
but I'm not too sure. If there's a game at home the Rangers are going to snag between one and two, I think it's going to be one. So I'll wait, and if they do win, then I'll jump in on Tampa Bay for their series price. Best number, plus 106 right now at Bet Rivers. If you want to do the one and a half games like we did discuss earlier in this week, you could get it as high as like plus 230, plus 235 maybe. Make sure you shop around. But yeah, I'm betting the Tampa Bay Lightning on the series price, plus 106. Don't make that big of an adjustment. You did it before. It came back to bite you. I think it will again. Still believe in Tampa Bay. Still not all in on New York. Granted, they are looking great offensively, so I got to tip my cap there. But I think Vasilevsky figures it out for game two. I think the Lightning win game two, and I think they still win the series. And I took them plus 106 on the updated series price. Little patience can go a long way, folks. But if you think the Rangers do win game two, hey, I'm not going to stop you from betting them. They've proved me wrong plenty of times, and then you can get even a better number on Tampa Bay if you eventually want to get invested. But right now, Game 2 has Tampa Bay minus 125, and the total yet again at 5.5, shaded to the under minus 118. The puck line for Tampa Bay plus 205. If you want to take the puck in the hook with the Rangers, it's minus 250. This one looked to open at minus 122. So the Lightning getting a little bit of love up to minus 125 in some spots out in Vegas. But yeah, a lot of learning curves, as there always are. But we're looking to capitalize off of these adjusted prices. And we're looking not to force things. Again, that's on me. But I'm feeling good about the remaining games throughout these series and just the series as a whole. So give me the over 5.5 Edmonton and Colorado. Give me Tampa Bay plus 106 on the adjusted series price. And in fact, I probably will bet the Lightning, or rather, it's, you know, now that I'm invested in the series price, it's kind of like you're doubling down a little bit because you need Tampa Bay to win tomorrow. You don't need it, but you want it, and it would be great. But I, I genuinely think this is a good spot for Tampa Bay tomorrow. Unless, again, I'm just completely off on the Rangers, and they just are having an out-of-body experience collectively as a unit at home, whatever it is. But yeah, because if you don't get Tampa Bay here, they're going to be a lot bigger favorite at home, probably minus 150 at least at the opener. So this may be a good chance for you to take Tampa Bay at a shorter price. And I do think they have the advantage still, and I do think they capitalize in game two. And like I said, I think they win the series. So count me in on the adjusted series price plus 106. NBA Finals, folks. Game one tonight. It's finally here. It seems like it's been years, right? I've had these bets locked in since Monday. Let's go ahead and recap what we have done, both here on the CityCast and explained on Rush Hour. I took the Warriors to win the series, minus 150. I took the Warriors game one money line, minus 155. And I also pulled the trigger on Steph Curry, finals MVP, plus 125. Do your shopping. Get the best numbers. And get on the side of Golden State. Look, I get that I'm not getting the best numbers from the start. Of course you're not from the regular season and just even from the playoffs. I get it. But I kind of wanted to take it more series by series. So I get laying minus 150 to win the series isn't necessarily, I guess you could say, attractive. But if Golden State wins game one, that'll shift. And absolutely if they win game two. But I really like the Warriors tonight on the money line. Now, that's been steamed up, absolutely has it, at Bet Rivers, 
Well, actually, it was in minus 170s. Now it's minus 165. Spread at 3.5. Total is at 213, so the over is getting some love. Spread open 3. Total open like 210.5 to 11. Still shaded to the over, by the way, minus 113. I like the Warriors in game one. I mean, in you know, I've talked about this ad nauseum at this point, but basically this is the reason I like Golden State in all these areas. Golden State, speaking of championship pedigree like the Lightning, have that and then some, okay? Boston is a fun, young team. New to the mix, new to the finals. You have seen the inexperience displayed in both of the last two series. Mind you, both of those series also win seven games. Very exhausting series that definitely takes a toll on you. Now, Golden State, Golden State did not look great against Memphis, but they took care of business. They did look strong against Dallas. Okay, so they're starting to figure it out at the right time. Boston lost Game 5 at home when they had a big lead against Milwaukee. Milwaukee was beaten down, depleted, but the Bucks came back. They clawed and they showed you can overcome a deficit against Boston regardless home or away. Now granted, Boston, tip your cap to them. They won the next two games and the series. All right, well what about against Miami? You had Game 5. You came back in the fourth quarter. We cashed in on that bet. And we're all writing it off, going, all right, Boston's going to go home, take care of business, eight and a half point favorite, don't even need to worry about it. Nope. They lose that game. They got complacent. They got late. Whatever the hell it is, they were not locked in. They were shown as vulnerable once again and could be overcome. Even in the most advantageous spots to them. Game seven. Back to Miami. Oh, Celtics cruise control the whole way. They've got a strong grasp on this game. I stopped watching it. They had a double-digit lead with three, two minutes, whatever. No, it was like 90 seconds maybe even to go. They blew it. And if Jimmy Butler drives to the rack, makes that three, maybe we're having a different conversation. But this team cannot be trusted. You can't get away with those games against the Warriors. You can't get away blowing those leads against the Warriors. The Bucks had no depth, really, offensively without Chris Middleton. The Heat didn't have anybody scoring besides Jimmy Butler. Lowry stunk. Bam out of bio. Thanks for showing up for one game. Struess wasn't making threes. Vincent had a couple good games. P.J. Tucker, need I say more? You got Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins. You've got a lot of guys to help you out here. You've got shooters all throughout. You didn't have this much lethal offense to go against versus Milwaukee and versus Miami. You just had two long series. You don't have home court advantage. And you're going against a team that's looking like the old version of themselves. And you're going against a team that has been here several times and said they would get back here and are eager to get back there and prove it to themselves and to everybody, they don't need Kevin Durant to win this championship. Not that they did the first time, but you see my point. And guess what? The Warriors in Game 1, favorites in the finals since 96, 23-3 straight up in Game 1. Or home teams, rather. I bet the Warriors' money line. If you don't mind laying a price, I still think they get a great opportunity tonight. 
Boston celebrated like they won the ship, just like just like uh, Phoenix did last year. It was kind of reminiscent of that. Young team, first time you're here for a lot of guys. Horford, first time he's here, so he's ecstatic. Good for you. I mean, you should be, but I'm just saying. The Warriors, a little bit different reaction, you'd think, because they know what's still to come. It's not going to be easy, but the Warriors will find a way to win this. Not only in game one, but the entirety of the series. Good defense, great offense. If Steph Curry has an off night, guess what? Clay's there. If Clay has an off night, guess what? Jordan Poole's there. Draymond Green, great facilitator. Yeah, Boston has the advantage with the big men. But Golden State has guys all throughout that could play defense. And apparently Gary Payton's going to come back. Or at some point, that's going to be huge. You put Steph Curry on Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart keeps making dumb decisions at the end of the game. Thank you very much. Tatum, what, you put Wiggins on him. Brown, you put Klay Thompson on him. Cool. Draymond Green, Kevon Looney, you got him covering Williams and Horford. Like, you can let Horford, you know, keep taking his shots. Not wide open, but you don't have to be stuck to him like glue. You don't have to be stuck to Robert Williams like glue. Just don't let Tatum and Brown beat you. Tatum needs to score 25-plus every night for them to win this series. He can't have an off night like he did in the other series where he scored 10 points. Neither can Jalen Brown, to be quite honest. You can get away with it a little bit more without Jalen Brown. You definitely need him, but I'm saying Tatum has to be perfect almost. The Warriors have so many options that the Heat didn't have and that the Bucks didn't have. It's a different ball game, folks. Boston, wake up because you're going to need it. Give me Golden State tonight. Give me them for the series and give me Steph Curry. If you don't want to bet the series, bet him. Finals MVP plus 125. Iguodala won the first one. Kevin Durant won the next two. It is finally Steph Curry's time. The narrative is in his favor. He won Western Conference Finals MVP. That shouldn't deter him from getting Finals MVP. If you look back the last 10 years, the best guy on the team has won it except for the Andre Iguodala year. Steph Curry has the best chance if you think the Warriors win. And I certainly do. So in summation, all our plays we're rocking with today, folks. Blue Jays run line. Cubs first five money line. Lightning to win the series plus 106. Edmonton, Colorado total games played in the series over five and a half at plus 105. Warriors to win the series minus 150. Curry finals MVP plus 125. And Golden State Warriors game one money line minus a buck 55. I got anything else, I will add it to the slate tonight on Rush Hour, 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time, vsin.com, that is V-S-I-N.com, the vsin app, Fubo, Sling TV, Xfinity app, YouTube TV, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget the Marquee Sports Network right before the Cubs game. We'll talk to you then. Appreciate you listening. Best of luck with all your bets. Enjoy the slate tonight. Make sure to follow on Twitter at DannyBurke5 and like and subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when it gets released and hopefully lock down these plays and hopeful winners as soon as possible. But again, thank you folks for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Hopefully we get a good night tonight and keep progressing throughout the postseason. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, take care. And tune in to Rush Hour. We'll have more action then. All right. Bye-bye.